This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Well, family, as you heard, it's time for the Word of God. So won't you stand wherever you are? Those here, the staff, won't you stand as well? We have some staff with us in the service. We're going to open up in prayer. Um, but before we do that, I want to take this opportunity and thank Apostle Theo and Dr. Bear for the awesome and great privilege it is to be able to share the Word of God with you this evening. So let us pray, family, wherever you are this evening. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. And Lord, we remind ourselves always that without you, we can do nothing. And so tonight, we invite you to come and have your way. You are the teacher. Holy Spirit, I ask you, please to speak through me tonight, saying exactly what you'd have your family hear this evening. And I pray for every hearer that their ears are open to hear, their heart is ready to receive, and as, as a result of your word, their lives will change. And Father, in advance, we give you alone praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, you may be seated, family, the staff here. You may be seated wherever you are watching from. You may be seated. Uh, once again, it's just so awesome to be able to share the word of God with you. And you know, family, as we are celebrating or we are following the theme of we won't stay silent, that's exactly what I've titled my message this evening. We won't stay silent. Don't you believe it's time for the church to speak out? Well, I believe it is. You see, family, in the world around us today, there are a lot of people having a lot to say about what is happening. Some people are outspoken about the fact that we should or shouldn't wear masks. Some people are outspoken about lockdown and the different uh, uh, limitations we have and the curfews. There's this big talk at the moment about all the vaccines, what is right, what is wrong, should we take it, shouldn't we take it, what should we be doing? Many voices out there, people who are not willing to be silent. But also, sadly, there are people that are not saying enough. There are certain people that are not speaking enough, and we look to leaders, we look to those around us, and we wonder why perhaps they aren't saying anything. And so we have all these voices, who some are speaking and some are not. But tonight... I want to bring it closer to home. And I want to ask you a question. I'm asking the staff here that are with us. I'm asking you at home this question. What is it that you are willing not to be silent about? Think about that. What is it that you are willing to be outspoken about? What is it that you're willing to stand up there and shout from the rooftops? Think about that in relation to your life, where you're at right now. And that's the question that I'm asking you. You see, family, there are so many people that get super excited about what's happening. And they share about all the wonderful things that are happening, mostly when it's exciting. Isn't that right? When they've got some good news, then they are happy not to be silent. They're excited about talking about perhaps a newborn baby. When you get that new baby, specifically even your first one. Do you remember that, Pastor Everton Lee, the first baby? Wasn't that exciting times? Well, for those of you, when you had that new baby, you were telling the whole world, weren't you? I got a baby. I'm so excited. Are we pregnant? We're expecting. It is so awesome. Then we're happy not to be silent. Perhaps it's when you find that new job or that job you've been trusting God for, for all those years or months or weeks, and you get that job. You're telling everybody, hey, man, I've got the job of my dreams. I'm super excited. Or perhaps when you find the perfect partner, 
all the single ones out there, <laughs> when you find that perfect partner, you're telling the whole world, aren't you? You're saying, man, I found Mr. Right or I found Mrs. Right. I'm excited about it. You're telling your friends all about that. We speak out about that. And can you imagine if you inherited a huge sum of money from a family member or a friend, somebody left you in their will, and they left you a serious uh, a lot of money. Let's just say it was like 10 million US dollars, or for us here in South Africa, around about 150 million rand. I'm sure you'd have something to say about that, wouldn't you? I'm sure you'd be telling somebody, listen, my life has changed. Financially, I can be a blessing like I've never been before. I can make a difference in people's lives. You would definitely be speaking out if you want a huge sum of money. So have you ever wondered, while we're speaking about that now, about inheriting money or, or where you are financially, have you ever wondered what you are worth? Have you ever taken time just to calculate your wealth? Maybe you have. Maybe you've sat there and you say, I earn so much. I've invested so much. I have this property, that home, these cars or whatever it is. Perhaps you've done that. Perhaps you've figured out what it is you are worth in rands and cents. But you know what was interesting as I was preparing for this message? I went onto a webpage that ranks the world's richest people. I went and had a look. You can go and have a look. They rank all the world's wealthiest people. And what I found was very interesting. Do you know who heads that list? Do you know who's on the top of that list of the world's wealthiest people? It's you. You on that list. Well, it may say Jeff Bezos. It might say that, but that's a printing error because according to that website and according to that list, he's only worth $192 billion. That's all. And that's just a small tip in comparison to what you are worth. Now, you might be saying, well, I don't, you, I don't believe you. You might be saying, no, I don't believe you, Pastor Greg. That's not $192 billion US dollars. You're saying I'm worth more than that? You most definitely are. If you have your Bibles or you're on the church uh, app, go into the notes. So we're going to start reading this verse in Matthew 16, 26. And this is what it says from the NLV translation. It says this. For what does a man have if he gets all the world and loses his own soul? What can a man give to buy back his soul? What can you give to buy back your soul? I love the Passion Translation. Let's read the Passion Translation. Matthew 26, from 1626 from the Passion Translation says this. For even if you were to gain all the wealth and power of this world with everything it could offer you, think on that. If you could gain all the wealth and power of this world and everything it could offer you at the cost of your own life, what good would that be? And what um, could be more valuable to you than your own soul? So the whole world's wealth, think about that. You see, it has been said that something is only worth what someone else is willing to pay for it. Not what you might think it's worth, but what somebody else is willing to pay for it. For example, you wouldn't pay 500 rand for a toothpick, would you, Pastor Jenny? <laughs> you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't pay 500 rand for a toothpick. And similarly, you would not sell your house for 10 rand because to you it's worth more than 10 rand. Isn't that right? And its actual value is worth more than 
10 rand. And you see, family, really truthfully, truthfully, something is only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. That's what it's worth. If you wanted to sell your home, and let's just say you had a home and you wanted to sell it for 2 million rand, let's just say that's what you had in mind, and the best offer you could get was 1.5 million, and even the estate agents or the property agents said 1.5 million, even though you believe it's worth 2 million, the best you're going to get is one and a half million. Why? Because that's what somebody feels it's worth. And so we need to understand that as we move now and read again Matthew 16, 26. Now this time from the New Living Translation. Listen to this. It says, And how do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul in the process? Is anything worth more than your soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Now, for all our students out there, our, our Bible school students, for anybody who loves to study the Word, and perhaps you've got software programs or you've got all the books with all the different concordances and so on, if you've got all of that and you love to study the Word, we're going to look at something very interesting in this portion of Scripture. You see, that word, world, if you look it up in the Strongs, it's Strongs number 2889. That's the number. It is the um, Greek word cosmos. That's what it is, the Greek word cosmos. And one of the definitions by Thayer's, the Thayer's definition, gives us more insight into that word and what it actually means. And this is what it says. The Thayer's definition says this. That word cosmos or the word world means worldly affairs, the total of things earthly, the whole circle of earthly goods, endowments, riches, advantages, pleasures. That's the definition of that word world, cosmos. And so when you think about that, for a moment, I just want to speak to you about that word world. Think about the world. Take a moment right now and think of the price of every single building in the world. Every building, not your neighborhood, not your street, not Johannesburg, not South Africa, but every building and every property in the whole world. What do you think that's worth? But we're not going to stop there. What about every car? The value of every car? What about all the currencies of the world? All the currencies of every country, whether it's pounds or euros or dollars or rands or yen or whatever it is. Think about all of that. All the money in the whole world. And now start calculating that up. What about all the gold that's been mined? Every bit of gold, whether it's on your finger as a wedding ring right now or a a charm around your neck or a bracelet out of gold or silver. Think about all the gold and silver that has been mined that's on the planet. What is that worth? What about all the platinum that is still to be mined and all the gold that is still to be mined, all the silver that is still in the earth, all the minerals, the diamonds? That's a lot of money, right? I don't know if there is a big enough number to calculate all the world's wealth, everything put together, Around the world. Don't just be stuck in your home or your street. But everything. Wealth that has still to be found. It's on this earth. It's in this planet. What is that worth? What is all of that worth combined? I don't know the number. I don't even think it can be calculated, to be honest with you. I don't think they make big enough calculators for that number. But this is what the Bible says. If you look back at Matthew 16, 26, it says this. One soul is worth more than all the world's wealth. 
one soul. If we read Matthew 16, 26 again, it says this. And how do you, singular, one person, how do you benefit if you, one person, gain the whole world, but lose your own singular soul in the process? Can you see that? Yeah, in, in, in Matthew, in, in this portion of Scripture, God is saying the price of one single soul is worth more than all this world's wealth put together. Do you know how valuable you are? Now, I know we cannot put a value on a person's salvation. I understand that. But I'm just trying to give you an illustration to get your mind to think about the price that you were paid for. What was paid for you? Do you understand what you are worth in the eyes of God? Now, I know we can't do this, but imagine if we could. If you're with your spouse, you can do this right now. But if you're not, you can't do this. Just lean over. Pastor Simon and Jenny are together. Just touch your wife quickly. Touch your husband. There, Pastor Everett. Now, whisper to them, do you realize you have just touched the wealthiest person in the world? <laughs> Amen. Isn't that awesome? That's what you've done. Now, you can't do that if with the other people. I understand that. But family, listen to this. Our Heavenly Father said that you are worth more than all the world's wealth combined, and that only heaven's best could pay the required price for you. Just like you remember I said earlier on, where I said something is only worth what somebody's willing to pay for it. Remember that statement I made? Well, I'm saying to you today that this is what God said you were worth, that he took heaven's very best for you. That's what he did. And he said, you are worth it. I'm willing to pay this. It's worth more than anything the world can offer. You're worth it. Isn't that amazing? Just think about that for a while. That's the price that was paid for you. You need to get that revelation, family. Why? Because there are people that don't believe they're worth anything. There are people that have a low self-esteem. God would not have done it if you weren't worth it. You were worth it. That's why he paid the price. So let me ask you this question. What is it worth to you? What is it worth to you? Now that you understand what you are worth, to tell others about Jesus. If you believe what I've just told you this evening, that you are worth so much, don't you think that's something to be, not to be silent about? Don't you think that's something just to shout out about? Amen. I'm going to ask the band to come up quickly and come and join us here. Specifically, Andrew's going to come and join us. And while he's coming up, I would like to ask you just to think about that. Think about that. Is it really worth telling others about the price that was paid for you? I'm sure you believe it is. Do you ever remember a song that was written many years ago? It's a song that's titled, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus. I don't know if you remember that song. It's an amazing song. and We sang it many, many years ago, and, and it's a great song. But I would like you to listen to the words of this song. And just take them in for a moment. So I'm going to ask Andrew if he's ready. He's just going to sing this song for us. And listen to the words as he sings this song. So you can stand if you want to where you are. And sing along with him if you'd like to do that. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow 
No turning back, no turning back. Come on, let's sing that again. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning before me, the world behind me, the cross before me, the world behind me, the cross before me, no turning back, no turning back, sing it again, the world behind me, the cross before me. amazing song you may be seated that's a lovely song right we sing those those words to that song but many people don't know the story behind the song they don't know how it came about and the price it was paid when we sing those words but let me tell you a little bit about that story there was a great revival in wales in 1904 and it raised up many missionaries many missionaries were raised up through that revival and as a result of that the gospel reached northeast India through some of those missionaries. There was a region back then that, was, that had the name of a sum. That was the name of the region back then. <clears throat> and in it were hundreds of aggressive tribes called headhunters. Now, I'm sure you can imagine by that they were aggressive people, right? And that's what they did. They hunted, they chopped off people's heads. So they were aggressive people, cold at heart, just really angry people. But despite the severe opposition, the missionaries shared the gospel to these tribes. And one of them shared the gospel to a man called Noxeng, his wife, and their two children. And after that, they received Jesus as their savior. And as a result, many of the villagers turned to Jesus. Now hearing this news, the angry chief of the village gathered all the villagers together. And he called Noxeng. And he demanded him to renounce his faith publicly or face death. Touched by the Holy Spirit, Noxing replied, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. The outraged chief ordered the shooting of his two children. The arrows pierced the boys and they fell down dead immediately. Again, the chief demanded Noxing to deny his faith if he wanted to spare his wife. But Noxeng responded, Though no one join me, still I will follow. No turning back. Noxeng's wife also died by the shooting of those arrows. The chief then asked 
for the final time for him to deny his faith and live. Noxen gladly said these final words. The cross before me, the wall behind me, no turning back, no turning back. He was shot immediately like the rest of his family. But this triggered a mass revival in the village. The chief was extremely disturbed by the faith of this man. He could not understand why Noxen, his wife and two children, gave up their lives for a man who lived some 2,000 years ago in another continent. So he wanted to experience the remarkable power behind the family's faith. Well, family, the Holy Spirit touched him and he spontaneously confessed, I too belong to Jesus Christ. Then he gathered all the villagers together and as they heard the chief make this statement, confessing his faith in Jesus Christ, the whole village accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Isn't that amazing, family? What an awesome story. But when we sing those songs, we sometimes don't realize the price that was paid. Here was a man with his family that said, I will not be silent because my, safe, my Savior is worth it. I know the price he paid for me. Death is but a small thing compared to what he did for me. Isn't that amazing what he did? You see, church, many of us will not face such persecution as Noxeng did for following Jesus. And yet many are reluctant to let others know about their faith. Why would they not want to share this most meaningful relationship with everyone around them, just as they would an engagement, a marriage, or the birth of a child? Well, I believe there are several reasons why people don't. Basically, five reasons why some people don't share their faith as often as they should. Firstly, many people think, well, that's the job of the pastor. That's his job to go and share the good news. <clears throat> Secondly, they aren't sure of their own salvation. Many people are not sure if they saved themselves, so how can they share something they themselves are not even sure about? The third reason is they fear being rejected. Many people fear being rejected. Where someone like Noxing said, I don't care. If no one else goes, I'm going to follow him. The fourth thing is they have never taken the responsibility to learn how to share their faith. They haven't found out how. And that's something all believers should be able to do is tell people about Jesus. You know, Reinhard Bonker said, the gospel is no gospel if it's not preached. Think about that. The word gospel means good news. So good news is not good news unless somebody hears about it, right? And so people haven't taken the time to find out on how to share. And right here at Christian Family Church, we can help you with that, help you to be able to share the good news. And number five, for many people, the love of Christ has grown cold. And that's very sad. And so we want to help you with your walk with God so that you can share your faith with so many people. Understand the value that was uh, paid for you. We, family, should not be silent on this matter of sharing the good news. I see Matthew 28, 19 says this. It says this. If you have your Bibles, write this. Uh, underline this in your Bible. It says this in verse 19. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. I love that opening line. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You know what's very interesting? 
as I was studying the Gospels and uh, preparing for this message. Do you know that in the last chapter of every Gospel is an instruction? The last chapter of every Gospel is an instruction for people to share their faith. In fact, John, in his one, says, Jesus spoke about feeding my sheep, tending my sheep, taking care of God's people. I found that so amazing that Jesus could have left us with anything in his parting statements. But the most important thing he said was, go and tell people about me. Tell them the good news. Amen. So I want to encourage you as children of God not to be silent about this matter. You know, people can speak out about vaccines, masks, lockdown, COVID-19. But family, this will all pass. But the word of God will remain forever. You're not going to take with you to heaven your mask, your lockdown, your vaccines. But you can only take souls. You can only take people with you. So I want to encourage you. Let us not be silent on this matter of sharing our faith. And I want to give you some next steps this evening. The first thing we need to do is most definitely tell others the good news. Come on, just go out there and tell them how good God has been to you. You don't need to know the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. You just need to know that you're saved. God changed your life and he can do the same for others. Amen. The second thing that we need to do is we need to be in church when the doors are open or when it's online. But not just be there ourselves. We need to bring someone with us. Amen. We need to do that. Have somebody that you're taking along this journey with you. Make sure that they're watching with you. Make sure the moment we can have everybody back, that you are back with that person by your side. And then lastly, I want to invite you to join a small group. Be part of a group that you can share your life with so that you can help others as well grow in the things of God. Let's learn to do life together. Amen. Well, I hope, family, that this has encouraged you to share your faith, to understand the importance of the, of the price that was paid for you by our wonderful Savior, Jesus. And now this evening, I want to give many of you an opportunity to know Him as your Lord and Savior. So wherever you are, won't you bow your heads and close your eyes. As you've heard this message this evening about this amazing Savior who loved you, who paid this awesome price so that you could be in right standing with Him, I want to give you that opportunity this evening. So friend, if you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, tonight is your night. Tonight is the greatest night of your life that you can come to know Him as Lord and Savior. And in a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer with you. And by praying that prayer, you're going to acknowledge Jesus as Lord and you're going to be welcomed into His family. Your past is going to be washed away and you're going to have a brand new start. My second invitation is to those who once served the Lord, but you know that your heart has grown cold and you're not serving Him the way that you used to. Well, friend, come home today. Come back into that relationship and allow me to include you in that prayer as well. And then thirdly, for those of you who have a question in your heart and you're saying, Pastor, I'm not sure what will happen to me when I breathe my last. Will I make it to heaven? Will I fall into the flames of hell? Well, friend, let me pray with you that you can know for sure that heaven is your home. So if you want to come to Jesus for the first time, come back to him or just know for sure that heaven is your home. Won't you pray this prayer with me wherever you are watching from? Say this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight just as I am. Please forgive me for every sin 
I do believe Jesus is Lord and he was raised from the dead. I choose tonight to forgive everyone who has hurt me or offended me. And I thank you, Father, that I am now part of your heavenly family. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.